We were talking about apparently the states is doing the first ever dick transplant. <laughs> what? Yes. Did you hear about this? No, but this sounds amazing. <laughs> also, do you know I'm not following the news that so, you're following. So, yeah, the news is better than mine. Yeah, so, <laughs> for nine dollars. What? They're twice as much. It's actually a deal compared to what you got. It's exactly it? twice as much. It's is that still? I like how it's nine dollars for the dick washes. transplant. Oh, anyway, we were we were like saying like what like what's the concept of this right like oh hey I lost my dick this guy's dead I would like his dick please except yeah I take the I wouldn't mind a dead man's dick <laughs> I mean wait <laughs> phrasing <laughs> we're like how awkward sure, it, or how sure, weird would it be you're like in the, like the shower room of like after playing yeah, tennis and then you're like oh that guy's got a big black dick and I. <laughs> I feel yeah, like they would to kill him. <laughs> Hope he's an organ donor. No, just like, just like all. Can of I see your wallet for a second, sir? I see you've got an organ donor card. Good to know. I'd like you to donate your organ. Just, just the, the whitest it's guy. It's the organ. Just the that whitest you think guy. Was supposed to be. Yeah. The whitest guy with the biggest black dick. Yeah, that would be super weird. It's just I wonder. It's just really tan. I wonder if because it's the first time they're doing this transplant, if they're gonna remove the old one or if they're gonna try and double dicking. <laughs> Double up oh. just to be sure it takes, and then they'll move the lower. And then we'll move the lower extremity. You were smashing slaves with the hammer. I wonder. Also, there's there's new science coming out that Hitler had genital issues. Yeah, no, I only knew that. Undescended ball and the micropene. I didn't know about the micropenis. I knew that he only had one testicle. Well, he did have small man syndrome, so apparently it was like the most extreme case. Oh. Yeah, apparently he peed out the base of his penis, not the top, because of weird mental issues. Weird. Well, don't we all? <laughs> so his dick had a finger hole? More like a smoking hole is my comparison. I would be like, My name is Hitler's penis. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Hobby Nate in Canada. Hello. I'm, <laughs> I'm your host, Tom, and with me as always are... Dan. What? Mike. Steve. Okay, so, because you're so eager to talk, Dan, what have you been working on this week? I've been racking up overtime. Moving on. But you don't get paid. <laughs> have you at least been taking care of business? Naturally. <laughs> Otherwise, the song lyrics wouldn't make sense. <laughs> Okay, that was depressing as fuck. <laughs> Tom, what have you been working on? Just uh, oh, man, I, I actually had a really fun last couple days. I painted up... Thanks for rubbing it in. You're welcome. <laughs> I was actually rubbing my hands together while doing it, too. <laughs> but, no, I got to finally get it off my ass and paint my Willy Wonka-inspired Ulix. Nice. Um, and Penelope is boxer... Uh, I guess totem is the word? Dog. No, no, the, the type of... Looking for. Ti- no, no, it's but it's dog. his totem. Totem. <laughs> Which just so happens to also be a dog. Yeah. There's, no, there's not a type of breed of dog called a totem, as far as I know. <laughs> not yet. I haven't heard of it. Uh, there probably is now I think about totally it. Yeah. And then I finished up the Warpig to go with them, too, so I can actually play fully painted 50 Stones Ulix now. Cool. Yay. Awesome. Mike, how about yourself? What, we just skip past you? What? Yeah, I'm skipping right past you. I'm going to you. No. <laughs> I'm, sc- I'm skipping the order today. Oh, okay. We're mixing it up. Okay, what yeah. did I do? Um... Gee, I finished off uh, some Malfo. Uh, I finished off uh, Morty. 
Morty. Okay, no, no, Morty, Morty. Let's be. Let's to so everybody that hasn't seen our posts. You finish off a Primark. Primark. Yep. That's pretty Mortarian. serious. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Morty. It's kind of a big yeah. deal. We call Mike him Morty. on a first name basis. <laughs> of course you are. They're very tight. <laughs> Morty with this man weepa. <laughs> I thought we weren't supposed to do that accent Sorry. on the air. <laughs> anybody, if anybody hasn't seen the Swiffer commercial that we're referencing, you, you should. <laughs> yes. It'll make us seem far less inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. What else? Um, and then it's been a lot of bass on everything else. Um, all the bass? Bases yeah, or bass coding? Bases. All of your bass. Bass coding and for, for multiple models. So there's about... <laughs> Who does, models who does all his base belong to? Yeah. Megan like, Trainer. I feel like I should take them and they should belong to me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so, like us collectively. Just a second. I, yeah, wait, if you take some, wait, I'll we're, take we're some. We're running over top of Mike. Uh, 40 <laughs> of what? You only have 30 Calf models. Right, and 20 of them. And then I did 10 PHR. Oh, okay. And then I did uh, 6 Shiltari. And yeah, oh, some Infinity as well. Why'd I ask? Because it's pressing. I don't know. <laughs> I thought the double bases were like when you got kinged. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought double basing was something entirely different. <sighs> mm, yeah. <laughs> Google that. Uh, <laughs> let me don't. Google that for you. Do not. <laughs> do or, not Google that. Or what, what have you been working on? <laughs> I've been working on Betrayal of Kalth, so everything is now good to go. I am ready to rock and roll. What does good to go mean? Have you opened like the box? or <laughs> all my bolters have their barrels drilled. I am set to go. Are, are they I'm assembled? Not, you know what? Yes. I'm not going to do? Mm. Drill, drill my barrels. Drill my barrels. Oh my god. Represent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen, I've already Shame seen, I've already seen the backpacks of your models, and it frightened me. Hey, you know what? None of mine are going to get burned. Ooh. That was a burn as well. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. But no, I've been... Uh, are they prime? Those guys. Uh, that's tonight. And then yeah, apparently airbrush brush. session. So I'm excited to see mm. uh, the Facebook pictures tomorrow. Uh, yeah, it'll be like black with like spots of yellow. Why are you doing black and yellow? Don't do black under yellow. Listen, did you, you attended that airbrush course. Everything gets primed black. I Not if you're doing yellow. I Trust me, it's going to look green. It's going to look amazing. It will not look green if he does like 10,000 coats, which, you know what? Amazeballs. Might, might be good for you because, uh, or good for me, because then it would cover over all my mold lines and most of the details. You so. should probably do at least 10 <laughs> Do coats. it gray for the love of God. I don't have gray. That's not going to work. I Go gray. buy gray. I have gray. I'll lend you my gray. I don't want gray. But you, seriously, airbrushing yellow over black looks green. I know. Okay. Ward, you're upsetting us. I know. <laughs> I've seen your models. They make me upset. Uh, that's exactly right. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, that's what I've been working on. It's going to be one of those episodes. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve. What did you do, Steve? I finished Volgan. Um, which took me way too long. Actually, it didn't, didn't take too long. It took the right amount of time because I enjoyed the entire experience. It was a lot of fun, uh, especially since the base coat was done. Uh, the green was finished, and I, I had to hop in to do all of the details, which is the best part of painting. So that was, that was really nice. Um, and also going back through the green base coat and picking out the, where the light was hitting certain parts of the model and actually doing like those, those multiple layers of juicing to get that, uh, that progression with brush was mm -hmm. super fun. Uh, also finished up redoing some of a night. Finally, I got, uh, some of the weathering done on my errand. So that turned out really nice. Happy with that. And then I also finished up every single base for my betrayal of Calth stuff. Nice. Uh, so all the, the basing's done, except for the static grass, because I don't want it to frost. And that's easy to do at the very end. Yep. That was me. 
Cool. I guess that's that's that. I feel like I should go home and paint windows because <laughs> I need something to something. report. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you should do at least five windows a week. That's good. That'd be a good pace. You get it done next year. A window a night. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmarish existence. Like some sort of purgatory type thing. <laughs> You're rolling like, like who was the Greek guy that always rolled the stone up the hill and then would roll down at the very end of the day and he had to do it every day? That would be your existence, painting windows till the end of time, never I feel finishing. like I should know the name of that guy. Like Dionysus or something like that. I don't, I don't think it's Dionysus, but whatever it was. I think it'd be really yes. awesome if when you got the building painted or finished, for someone to just... Pfft, <laughs> that would be one like that Greek myth. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It would be a lot more like Ward's Camry, too. Mm. Oh my god, fuck Ward's Camry. Mm. Uh, speaking of which. <laughs> speaking of which, yeah, I guess uh, they're dead. Again? We'll talk about them later. Okay, yeah. so moving Sis- on. Sisyphus. 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 That was the guy that rolled the thing up the hill. Not Sisyphus. Sisyphus. It looks like Sisyphus. That's like what a New Yorker would call him. Mm-hmm. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Shut up and take my money. Who's got something? Uh, I do, I guess. Uh, I'm going to some painting classes, and that took all my money right now. So I'm going to Calgary for the next two weekends and painting with Matthew Fontaine. So not bad. That's super cool. Pretty excited for that. So nice. Should be a good time. I guess I've got one as well, which is kind of inspired by Dan. You got that new lamp. Uh, I do recently. love lamp. <laughs> you do love lamp, and I think I'm going to pick up some ot lamps, so my painting is, or ot lights? Ot light, yeah, something like that. Ot light lamps? Ot sure. lights. So, because they apparently have a very, like, true Yeah, it's like sun, day, daylight, daylight spectrum, um, fluorescent bulbs and that sort of a thing, so you should get relatively, you know, pure, pure and consistent color. And I think the, what's putting it over the edge for me is that you said Canadian Tire actually sells their bulbs at a ridiculously reasonable price. Yeah, they're like regular price instead of insane price, like $16 for a fluorescent light bulb instead of 50 Yeah, that's pretty good. So those 40% off coupons apparently for Michaels don't do as much good as you'd think because they're charging three times as much as they should be. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so, Canadian Tire. Yeah, that's going to push me over the edge. Uh, get some of those lamps here right away. Anyone else? I definitely have one. Uh, Forge World's Domitar Battle Autom- Automata Ooh, yes. is super cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, mostly because of like the, I get, it looks like it's an actual moving part that like missile launcher thing, the behind the head that like opens up, looks fucking awesome. Yeah, they've been doing some badass Mechanicum stuff. Yeah, that model looks really really cool. Uh, I've also been kind of on a little bit of a Mechanicum kick. I picked up the Cult Mechanicus book for forty k and the Dominus, and then this guy showed up, and I was just like, yeah, okay, maybe I should do this Mechanicum thing. Nice. So, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. I also think I'm going to actually order the Knight Atropos, or Atropos, um, for my actual 40k army, which is more of a thing that I just want to do. It's been out for a while, so it's not really shut up and take my money, it's now a I've decided to well, let have my money. Well, you can still throw your money at them and tell them to shut up. It's true. It's true, but it's, it's not new and hot. Not as emphatically. <laughs> yes, exactly. Is, which one is the Atropos? Is that like the Flamer guy, or is that like the Lightning Cannon guy? That's the with the Graviton Cannon. And, okay. Uh, he's like the really Art Deco looking one. Um, a lot. He's got. He's just got style. Nice. So. Yeah. And that reminds me too, uh, book six for the Heresy um, is out, so that has... The uh, Shattered Legions and mm-hmm. the Black Shields and that sort of a thing. And some new toys for Iron Warriors. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of Legions that are getting a couple of little updates because this is yep. all about, like, yeah, the 
the Splintered, Shattered Legions, whatever you call them, and uh, the different campaigns. So they're also revisiting some of the um, army-specific units, revamping the rules and yeah. making some of them a little bit more worth their points, that sort of a thing. Speaking of which, what do you guys think about the, the Shattered Legions bundles they're selling? Uh, they're, you get a little bit of a discount, but you get, like, Raven Guards, Salamanders, and, like, an Iron Warrior or Iron Hands thing. Okay. There's a couple of them in there. They're, they seem just kind of weird. Like, who's buying that and looking for the discount? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I guess if you're one of those guys that wants to do a Shattered Legions force, I guess you you've got the option to save a few bucks. It just seems really weird. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of oddly know. specific to yeah. have bundles that are like, mismatched Legion. I think one of them is the uh, uh, the Fire Drakes, the um, Iron Hands, uh, Dreadnought. The uh, why can I think of this Contemptor? Okay, and then the Raven Guard Sniper guys. In a bundle, and it's just like... Yeah, that's a weird mix. Maybe they're making a diorama where they're all trying to get to Thunderhawks. That would be kind of cool. So... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah know. Those, those ones, I don't see them necessarily selling a ton of them. Yeah. No yeah. matter how many clicks you save. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, that, that would only come into play if this group... No, nobody here plays Iron Hands. I was going to say, if this group had, like, uh, I don't know, an Imperial Fist, but they wouldn't be there. They're not Shattered Legion. No. I don't know, well, it depends on what the bits are, because I could maybe use them for Iron Warriors. The specifically sculpted Iron Hands Treadnought? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not even close. Well, so much for that idea. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, moving on. Did you have anything, Dan? I mentioned Book 6. Okay, Book 6, alright. Uh, okay, so let's move on to the first period, then. And did, did you mention anything? No, because I'm not shut up and keep my money. Mm. I'm, I'm good right now. Womp <laughs> <laughs> womp. <laughs> I got so much it doesn't matter right now. I, I, I yeah. it's, it's years before I'll catch up. So year? I, I guess at your pace it would be years. For us, for us, it'd be decades. Yeah. <laughs> if that, yeah. I'm planning for my retirement. So you're already there, but oh man. I'm not that old. <laughs> no, no, you've got that many models. You're already at your Oh, okay, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's true. I'm just hoping that I get buried with my models, because that's the only way I'm finishing them. <laughs> I like that. Somehow like while well I'm fan. dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it just keeps tying into the camera again. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe someone will cast a spell. <laughs> and then they'll blow up the world. <laughs> yep. Probably right before we finish painting our last models, the world will get sucked into a warp picture. <laughs> I am kind of curious, though, if we can use the clicks saved from Games Workshop website to go towards our retirement savings. Mm. So if you save, like, 20 clicks a year, if that'll actually accumulate over time and be a value. That's true. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tom. You could try, though. <laughs> I promise you that that will not I don't know. That's, that's all I got. Okay. So actually moving into the first period. Um... Apparently, Spartan Games is trying to introduce an actual tournament package. You, you didn't hold back on the condescending. You're supposed to hold back on the condescending tournament game, remember? <laughs> yes, no. Oh, I'm really excited. Spartan Games has introduced a new tournament pack for Dystopian Wars, which should make it not suck. <laughs> no, uh, so Spartan, Spartan Games... That's not entirely fair. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Only for you, Tom. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm... <laughs> Because I know I love my games to have nothing more than just, I'm going to kill that boat. Or, like, the slightly bigger boat. Yes. Or, no, you know what? I'm going to have an objective where I want to kill, like, all the littlest boats. No, let's, no, let's no, talk no, about you, it seriously. You're, you're being I think I'm being getting jaded. this out of the way. Okay, fair enough. 
So, so Spartan Games is I, following suit for a lot of other companies and releasing their own tournament package and such. Uh, so Private Deer Press, Malifaux, um, things of that nature already have their packages existing uh, for players to follow suit and tournament organizers to use to make their games a whole lot easier. I think they're easier. one of the few besides Games Workshop that have not got behind that already. Though Most of the other systems you have mentioned, plus other ones on top of that, already have tournament packages, already have campaigns and everything going on so it's it's like they're the last horse out of the gate so to speak yeah they, i think before that they dropped the ball on it a lot of their like tom said scenarios were pretty straightforward where it's just like kill all the small boats kill all the medium boats well i think for me the biggest thing is that for dystopian wars before the scenarios were non-existent yep there weren't any scenarios just killing more. x is not a scenario yeah so this might actually bring replay value to the game. I was going to say balance to the force. Ooh. Mm. I would not... You know what? No. Spartan Games is cool, but not Star Wars reference cool. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so they're they're releasing a player's pack. Um, should be out shortly, actually, for their, uh, their tournament. And then, in addition, they're releasing tournament kits, uh, which, again, follow suit, like the fa- Fantasy Flight Games... Um, uh, event kits. So they're talking about uh, winners' plaques, dice bags, posters, artwork, other prizes, and that sort of thing for yep. organizers. Okay. Which pick up as well. You know, I want to say most companies, but the only ones I can explicitly think of that do that would be Fantasy Flight, mm-hmm. Corvus Belly. Yep, the uh, IT, IT, uh, ITS. ITS, ITS weird, packages. and Private Press. Yeah. Because Games bad, Workshop, Fred. It, it's a decent spread, but yeah. like Games Workshop doesn't do that shit. Which still blows me away that they haven't. If you want a, a good way to make money, have a consumable package that changes every year that you must buy to play with. That is like you GW's don't have, model. To, but you don't have to buy it. It's an no, option. Everyone thing. does. Every shop does. You can pick shop, up. A pa- shops will do it shops because it's do. usually a reasonable price. And as then well. not only that, like a lot of the guys I know when um, uh, Trek was doing it. Uh, what's the company that does Trek? Uh, WizKids. WizKids. Yeah. They would sell their tournament package. People were clamoring for those things, and people would buy them just straight up so they could get the special model. Jason um, Stevens. <laughs> yeah, that dude spent some money on eBay. Yeah, like, you know, that is a moneymaker. So anyways, it's, we're digressing to not talking about uh, Dystopian, but I'm super glad that they're doing this. I actually think this is awesome. I don't think their game is the most competitive thing because of the exploding sixes. Yep. It can swing really hard against you. It's just fun in a beard and pretzels thing. I know we've played Dystopian, yeah. and we've had a ton of fun. Yeah, no, I agree. It's not uh, Dystopian Wars... And Firestorm Armada are not super competitive. They can't be because the exploding dice can throw it out the window. Yeah, if or one you get guy's one, hot, he's got best general. That's, or you get like one of those whatever like magazine explosions yeah. or whatever on a critical result and just yeah. ravage. Yeah. And your it could just teleport a dreadnought onto an island. Yeah, and instead favorite. of being skill, it's who's lucky or who's hot on dice. And yeah, so, yeah. The but that is why it is still a beard. With that being so. said, introducing real scenarios. Yeah. The best scenarios that I've ever played take the dice out of the game yeah. and make it more about maneuver, maneuvering, positioning, and the choices that you're making with your toys. Yeah, but that's that's the thing. A lot of those scenarios in these these uh, tournament packages have multiple paths to victory. Uh, and I know it's not an official GW product, but the ITC scenarios do a lot of what like the um, Corpus because I don't know Weird or Privateer Presses package well. But uh, I know that package very well. Yeah, yeah. So, as I realized, phrasing was. <laughs> um, 
No, but the, the scenarios all have multiple paths to victory. Like, you can win on your secondaries, your primaries, and they're not just kill points in every single scenario. Yeah. Um, the ITS ones are not at all that way. Like, it's a lot of times, like, you got to hack certain uh, objectives or do these particular uh, card-based objectives. Um, and those paths to victory mean that when you do inevitably go and somebody rolls just ham on a shield generator and something that should die does not in any way that takes that away that oh I didn't kill that thing but I'm still going to win the scenario it's okay because right now for dystopian I think a lot of the games are just like okay well I'm going to rush forward to those ships that I need to kill and it's not about like Tom said, positioning uh, yeah. necessarily, right? So maybe you have to secure an island and it's X number of models around an island instead, so you want to hide your forces behind the island in, in a certain way or what have you, right? And who but knows? We'll, we'll see. I mean, I think we'll review the tournament package when it actually gets released, So, but it's going to be a free download package as far as I'm aware, uh, and then you can buy, the, like I said, the tournament uh, accessory kit for all the yep. extras. That is uh, brilliant. Such, so. I think that is something that more companies should do. Because the tournament accessory package is cheap to produce, let's be honest yep. here. A lot of it's just paper materials or a little bit of artwork and one model. Or like coins or Yeah, and I mean that stuff can else. be frankly chintzy and people still think it's cool. Yep. Uh, like that's just the way it is. Uh, it just, I'm surprised it's not more prevalent. Yeah, so like like the ITC or uh, sorry, the ITS uh, from Infinity, you can download the tournament guide. Uh, yeah. and Allegedly, use it. no, no, that's what it says on their site. Uh, you can download well, the. It's not, well, not out yet. Yes, what not you're yet. trying to. Yes, I know. Yeah. No, on the dystopian yeah. wars site. No, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah it's uh, not out yet. It's not out yet. Yeah, but you can. De- you will be able to download. It'll it. be a free download. I'm just saying allegedly because sa- oh. they said it was done, and I looked for it and couldn't find it. Yeah, it's a fr- it's going to be a free download. More of it is going to come <laughs> from Spartan Beth, who looks after the Vanguard. Holy program. shit, Tom! Calm so. down. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. I'm uh, jaded. Tom needs I'm instant yeah, gratification. I'm jaded about a lot of things. So, and, I mean, they're bring your cross. They're doing a lot for I think Dystopian this year. They're talking about uh, a bunch of like uh, alliance restructuring new models for the Ottomans. Yeah, and, that and sort I of think thing, so. one of the biggest changes that they were talking about in that blog post was actually restructuring how you get their product. Because right now, if you're playing Australians, you have this one box, mm-hmm. and that's it. And so you end up rebuying the box. And only reusing half of the models from it, whereas they're going to try and break down and not Good. just have these big sets of everything Good. anymore. Okay. So they're wanting to do more individual SKUs yeah. and try to find a balance between having enough SKUs that you can get things easily, but not so many that they have a million SKUs to look after. Yeah, they're they're talking to some of their suppli- suppliers and distributors and that sort of thing uh, as well. So, but I mean, I, I think that they're investing more time and effort into the game system. Well, I think now that they're done with Halo for like that initial push mm-hmm. and all that development time that it required. They can get back to their original core games, for sure. Gotcha, yeah. No, well, and I, I think the biggest change that this release signifies for me is that this is the first time I've seen Spartan Games take the focus away from just releasing more models and put it back towards making the models that they have released more usable. Yeah. yeah. Because at the same time as they're doing this, they're readdressing all the core factions. They're making sure all the rules are streamlined and, and actually make yeah. sense. So they're, they're tweaking things as necessary. Um, and they're going through, like you're saying, addressing the allies, and they're trying to make the game playable instead of just releasing more shit. Yeah. Which, for the longest time, was my biggest complaint about Spartan, is that they didn't actually make the products that they had playable. Because every month there would be, like, a new blister pack or what have you, right? So It felt like a new army every month. (laughs) Well, with the way that, yeah, their smaller sub-faction sort of went, yeah, it did feel like it was kind of 
bloating fast. It felt in a lot of ways, one of the reasons that I went away from that game is it felt similar to a tackling where it was just like so much shit coming out and everything was intensely power creepy, or at least it felt that way a little bit. Everything was the Borg when they got released. Less, less so than a tackling. Let's be honest. A tackling was one of the biggest power creep games I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it was just obnoxious. Mm -hmm. It's almost as bad as the demons of chaos book in the seventh at Warhammer fantasy. Yeah, that, well, that was a one-off mis- kind of mistake, but but yeah, <laughs> but no, that it, was a bad mistake. It was a bad mistake. <laughs> but yeah, no, a, a dystopian. I've had a ton of fun playing beer and pretzels games with it. I'm super excited to not play one of three scenarios where it's kill bigs, kill small, or kill mediums. No, there was a fourth. What was that one? Commodore. Get the Commodore. Commodore. That's right. I forgot about that. Like that just that was no, boring. Seventy percent. But can you always choose that one? You can always yeah. No, no, default. not anymore. I didn't think you can anymore. Oh, that changed? I'm pretty no. sure you can default. It's actually the, one of the hardest ones to do now. Yeah, too. it is, yeah. Uh, but anyways, the point is those scenarios where it was always the same deployment, just killing different things. They changed deployment, too. You have played the newest one. No, I have not. But that was why I stopped playing, because it was boring. And honestly, that's the thing for me. I'm really happy that I didn't sell any of my French, because if this is actually good, and... Again, I don't have a lot of faith in Spartan producing something up to the standards that I'd like, because they kind of dropped the ball with the second ed or the second edition of Dystopian Wars. But if they do release something that we're expecting from them that is quality, it'll make me able to play with my toys again and have fun. So yep. I it's only it's not gonna negatively affect me at all, as cynical as I have been about it, it's only gonna have a possible upside, which is great. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that. And all I need to do is grab a few more things from Antarctica, and I'm ready to go. I've got most of an army, so... Dan's got some uh, FSA. No, he doesn't. It's a lie. No, I've, I've seen <laughs> no, them. It's not. I've it's seen They're one of my mostly no. painted projects that <laughs> is probably doomed to stay that way for an embarrassing amount of time. There's not, there's not enough windows on the boats. That's true. <laughs> Although they do have those awesome firework missile things, which amuse me to no end. And you can get flying robots. The they're John, not. They're the not John, full on battle tech. John Henry's. I think. Although I did. I do oh, think you could, Mike. You let could use me, all your battle tech as John Henry's. I think Mike they at one point allowed me that concession. He's. I think at one point he said I can use battle tech for those little robots. Good, because just so there's a chance of me wanting to work on them. I gave up on you. It's been over. <laughs> no, it's been almost two years for God's sakes. Yeah, that, probably. There's that, been a that lot that of promise things in the game meantime. is two years now. Yeah. Well, let's look at it this way. When that edition came out, I was still playing a lot of dystopian wars. Because uh, we were playing a lot of the club, I was going to tournaments for dystopian wars. Yeah, we went to Calgary, so. and like working really hard on it, and then it just, you know, fizzled. Really, it so was not it was not the funnest game I've ever played. The re- no, that's not true. The replayability was not there, and that was the thing I for me. Enjoyed the shit out of the six or so games. I no, played. he did. He just said he didn't like playing me. Did you hear that? That's, uh, that's what I heard. <laughs> oh, we had great games. <laughs> I had so much fun. No, but that was always the thing, and everyone that I knew that was getting into the game was really excited, really enjoyed it. They played for a few months and then stopped. The background the fluff was is super badass. Yeah. I really like the background in it, uh, which is rare for me to say. I like a steampunk background. Because it totally is pretty steampunk. Yeah, but they get really heavy into like a modified version of European politics in the 19th century. Which I took some history courses on like at a high level, so that's kind of right up my alley. (laughs) Yeah, me too. It was great. (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys have anything else to say about this before we move on to the next period? There's one important question that I need to ask directly off the the show. Oh, I forgot to say that. Yes. Why we hunk, they are making this change word. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why we hunk... We always hunk. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, that's just a shot shit. across Word's mouth <laughs> yeah. from reading the show notes. Why we hunk, they made the Listen, changes. I just there is actually one other bullet point <laughs> in the show notes. amazing sentence to mm. keep me on, to keep me a little on, tra- on track here. I think one of the real benefits, if this organized play is actually good, is that it will revitalize the community a little bit. It'll give people an excuse to play together in a format that they can enjoy. So you might actually see this as an opportunity for growth in Dystopian Wars instead of stagnation. It, it has stagnated for sure, right? So like, not a lot of stores carry it anymore. Um, it's just bits and pieces here and there sort of no. thing. you got to get them to order. And it. that's why we hunk they did it, is because they... <laughs> 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 oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> No, that oh. was good. That was good. I'll get you back. Pew, pew. <laughs> mm. That was real good. All right. All right. So, I guess the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the next thing is. we're going to talk about is near and dear to Dan's heart, okay. the Forge World Leviathan Dreadnought. Yeah, that thing is also near and dear to my crotch, depending on the day. <laughs> Just putting that out there. <laughs> Only on days that end in Y. Yeah. So, is that, with, is that where there's a hole in the base? <laughs> Oh dear! Could be. Oh, oh, I will yeah. not confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, now we're going. We're going ahead here. I I need to pull up the rules because the rules for this thing are pretty weird. I'm gonna. Can you pull that up? Let's just talk about the model itself. So I got to see a bunch of these in person starting at the LVO, actually. I've never seen them before. They're sexy. They are big and sexy, just the way I like it. Yeah, they're almost like... The difference between a Dreadnought and a Contemptor is very similar to the size difference between the Contemptor and a Leviathan. I mean, the Contemptor still uses, what is it, like a 64 mil base? The Leviathans are on 80s, and they look just as like big relative to the base. So yep. Yep, they fill they... a lot of freaking space. Definitely. Uh, What's uh, the role for the Leviathan is more of like a heavy duty dreadnought? Absolutely. They're, in addition to having like thicker armor and, um, you know, more hull points, and they also have a four plus invul. Yeah. It works in melee as well as in against shooting attacks. Mm. So they're, they're a lot more survivable than a regular Contemptor, but they, and again, Contemptors are that much more survivable than a regular dreadnought. But these guys, judging by the rules, they seem to be a lot more specifically designed to take on some of the other heavy hitters in the various lists. Like, they have um, weapons that are pretty aggressive anti-infantry. They have other weapons that are, like, pretty aggressive anti, like, multi-wound monstrous creatures sort of a thing. Um, you know, those would be the... What are the pinchy claws called? So they have a <laughs> siege claw. Clamps! <laughs> they have a siege... Want me to clamp them? <laughs> they have a siege claw and a siege drill. That yeah, so the... The Siege Claw is the one where after causing an unsaved wound, on the roll of a 4+, plus, they cause D3 additional wounds. So against yeah. a monstrous creature or a Primarch or something like that, they actually if they sneak a wound through an invul safe, they're going to be doing some pretty serious damage. Yeah. And um, the Drill Claw thingy, Siege Drill, um, what does that one do again? That one has just straight-up Armor Bane. So, oh, yeah, so uh, Strength can, 10, 2d6. You can... You can uh, uh, push them towards that uh, vehicle killing role if you want to go with those. They really have to sort of mix and match weaponry, I think, to get them to be um, uh, an all-rounder. Yeah, there's no benefit to taking two of the same melee weapon, other than saving five points, I suppose. Yeah. So so if you took one of each, you could choose to use the extra wounds or extra armor penetration. And they're not a specialist weapon. They're both just melee weapons, so you still get the extra attack. I think Uh, it's included in their profile for the four base attacks, actually. Oh, really? The four drill rules say if you take away the melee weapons, they lose, lose attacks. attacks. Oh, I didn't realize that. So the that. four attack base includes the that two That actually kind of changes it a little bit for me, because the new uh, Space Marine Dreadnoughts for 40k all have four attacks. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, really? Yeah, they went up quite a bit to make Dreadnoughts a lot better. Um, the Space Marine book, which is hilarious because Space Wolves and Blood Angels still suck. Um, Don't forget about <laughs> Chaos Marines. Oh, but they have Hellbrew. They're not Dreadnoughts. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is the correct sound effect of that entirely. Uh, no, but the th- I thought they had five attacks, which makes them even more, even one more step ahead of the Contemptor, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, because they really were, were geared towards close combat. When they charge, they get a plus one initiative, so they strike before Marines. Um, yeah, initiative five against even against other dreadnoughts. Yeah, is pretty cool. So they're not just instigiving each other; they can actually kill before the other yeah. one gets to swing. They get extra hammer of wrath hits. I think they get a D three hammer of wrath. I think two. Yeah, I think it's just like two that. hammer of wrath hits instead of one at base strength eight. So that's not bad. Two uh, hammer of wrath attacks plus one initiative. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's what it is. Um, so don't get me wrong; I think this thing is solid. But I will say it's still a vehicle. It's still vulnerable to AP2, AP1 weaponry. It's yep. not that good because it's 285 points, which means that... 270 in the Heresy version. Yeah. The 40k and 30k ones do have different rules. It's worth noting. Yeah, but the, the even at 270 points, I would uh, much rather take a Land Raider Phobos or go... Uh, 30 points more and grab a Spartan Assault Carrier. Yeah. Like, they just have this role that just doesn't seem to fit. But it uh, looks really cool. Steve. It looks really badass. And I'd like to try playing with it because it does. Vehicles that have an invol save are huge. Ask any Eldar or Dark Eldar player with the yeah. five-up invol. Every once in a while, you, you get lucky with a few dice rolls and your vehicle is basically reverts back to fifth ed and is unkillable. Um, so that's really cool. But it's slow. Eh. I, I think for me... Games Workshop has never really been able to accurately find a role for vehicle walkers. Um, unless they're super heavy. Unless they're super heavies. Yeah. Because they're just, they're way too easy to kill relative to a monstrous creature. Yes. And, but you can't have them so cheap that they're infinitely better than your basic infantry, right? Like you've got yeah, to, that you're going to spam. You've got to find this balance. And maybe, this is going to be my one other kind of like, sorry, shit, maybe not my lap. For this period, this will be my cynical comment, is that if I feel like instead of Games Workshop taking that step back and being like, okay, look, how can we fundamentally change how Dreadnoughts work to make them really fit into the games? Yeah. Which they did try and do, given the extra attack. Yeah, which helped. Actually, the Ironclads are actually a very good deal. They're yeah. worth taking. Yeah. But like finding a way to make that Dreadnought viable, they're just adding bigger Dreadnoughts. They're like, let's do a Contemptor, we'll make it a little bit more expensive, give it more options, make it a little bit harder to kill. Okay, Contemptors are old news. We'll do a Leviathan. It's going to be even bigger, even a little bit harder yeah, to kill. I, I have, have more to, power. I have to actually agree with you, which, which hurts me, because <laughs> I, I generally like GW stuff, and I think the rule set's actually pretty solid. But Dreadnoughts have been a letdown. Uh, For 10 years. Yeah, but I don't think it's it's Dreadnoughts entirely. Like, Carnifex, not that great. But it's not an issue of... Uh, yeah, but you can take a brood of Carnifexes now, because apparently old one eyes everywhere. No, you can only still only take one. He's unique. Uh, but... The carnif- the reason the same reason that your your Wraith Knight is better than your Wraith Lord is not because he's double the points. Like gargantuan creatures are good, but even before he became a gargantuan creature, Wraith Knights were much better. It was movement. Yeah. Dreadnoughts are as fast as a regular infantry. Uh, cannot score with obsec and can be taken off the board with one shot. Can be taken off with board with one shot. You ne- what needs to happen with Dreadnoughts is is they need to fill a middle ground. They're basically becoming heavy infantry. Uh, like you've got sort of your regular marine, then your terminator. Your terminators are bad. They should be two wounds. Your uh, dreadnought should be three hull points, but should be slightly faster. 
and that way you can get them around the battlefield a little quicker, get them into, so they don't get, they get less turns of getting shot at to blow up. That was one of the nice things about Contemptors, was that they were fleet. Yeah, Whereas huge. the, um, the Leviathans, much like the Ironclads, they have moved through cover, which helps a little bit. Yeah. But not, not necessarily to the same extent as fleet. No, I... I Re- rerolling yeah. charge dice and stuff is pretty awesome. Yeah, move, I mean, moves through cover will depend on the board that you're playing at, and... Spe- especially when you already have a four-up involve, who cares if you're in cover? Yeah. Yeah. You can just stand out in the middle of nowhere anyways. Yeah. Um, no, I, I have to say, I do like the model. I like where it fits Well, the model is maybe one of the, my favorite models yeah. I've ever seen Forge World produce. Um, it is, at the end of the day, a four-hall point Dreadnought that's armor 13. It's not bad. I yeah. don't think anybody's going to argue 13, that 13, 12 as well. It's a little better on the side and rear than most of the other yeah. ones. But at the same time, if you're hitting a Dreadnought in the rear armor, it's so fucked anyways. It doesn't really matter. Um, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is I think it's not bad. It's just not great that makes sense mm-hmm. have you cause, i don't know you may have looked only more at the 40k rules have you looked at the um grav flux bombard weapon option that's only for the 30k version because it's like lost tech sort of a thing yeah it's actually got it's not like it doesn't even act like the other grav weapons in the horse heresy in that it's not haywire but it is an 18 inch range five inch blast heavy one ap2 no cover saves um, attack where it's roll 2d6 you have to roll under your strength or take a wound which AP2 no cover saves infantry are just boned yep and so that's not too bad you would get uh, feel no pain save if you had it from like an apothecary but that thing is super reliable at uh, taking on infantry and you can take two of them oh do you also see that it's uh, got a torsion crusher like the torsion cannons from the mechanicum where every yep. hall point it does is doubled but it's, instead of having a haywire effect on that uh, big template, it's roll 3d6 with no strength. So mm. you have an insanely random effect that might do two hull points, but more likely it's going to do nothing. Because a roll of 3d6 averages out to be 10 and a half. Right? What I'm thinking is if you hit uh, with the more common Lord of War vehicles, if you can get that thing in like a drop pod, slam it down behind a vehicle that has weaker rear armor, you get lucky... You get the AP2 for damage, right? So if you can roll plus D3 hull points, it doubled. You could get super lucky at, like, nuking Lords of War with that thing. I mean, it's definitely possible. Yeah, it's, right? There's so much just praying for the dice gods to favor you. I don't know if that's the best way to I, go, but... No. And I didn't see any of the Leviathans at the LVO playing in the 40k event. I only saw them in the 30k event. I think in the in the 40k event for the... Cause I think they're, they're still trial rules. 40K. Well, you, you're allowed to take experimental rules in ITC now. That's totally okay. fine. Um... But I wouldn't take one ever for 295. That's the same cost as a Wraith Knight. I, I Why did, would you do that? I did see a Dreadnought army there. Uh, Kaylin brought down from Vancouver with 15 <laughs> Dreadnoughts and just tried to punch face. <laughs> I, don't, said, I don't think it was great. He said he didn't work out very good. Uh, but <laughs> he wasn't expecting okay. it to, though. No, was, no. That was an army that he brought down because it's easy to transport. Yeah, he's like, this is going to be fun. And he just opened up the case and there's like a whole bunch of Dreadnoughts. Um, yeah. So I'm not really sure how 15 Dreadnoughts works on the list, but I love it. But I, uh, uh, Apparently but I mean, it's Iron Hands. Yeah, if you're going if you're going with like the Leviathan, yeah, with points costs, yeah, you wouldn't want to run anything crazy like that. Like the one or two in the the four, or the thirty k event yeah. seemed to be pretty cool though. Yeah, and well, thirty like, k also tones it down. Thirty k, I think you can get away with because you there's nothing in thirty k that is as broken as a Wraith Knight. You don't have to deal with warp spiders. You don't like they're just. 
better. But 30k, <laughs> it's also like, oh, he's got that? I can have one, too. Although yeah. Spartans are pretty insane. Like, yeah. they're yeah. immune to everything. <laughs> yeah, but they also don't put out a ton of damage. So I've got a question for Spart- you guys. Spartans don't put out, is that, that's all I heard. They Ooh. don't put out a ton of damage. Would it be so bad to make Dreadnoughts monstrous creatures? Uh, yeah, because I think it, I think they should have a differentiation between what infantry and what uh, vehicle is, um, just from a, a design standpoint. But I, I do have to say, mechanics-wise, they should be the same. Um, but you run into the same issue with 5th Ed where hull points didn't exist, right? And you could just have parking lots that never went anywhere because if you didn't blow up the vehicle, it was just stunned or did its thing. So I think what they need to do is they need to make it harder to blow up vehicles. A little Uh, bit harder to one-shot them, like maybe do an extra hull point instead of outright destroyed? It's super hard to kill a gargantuan creature Mm -hmm. in one shot. Like, there's basically nothing that can do it other than another destroyer weapon. Um, Which are becoming more common. Yeah, but again, ITC has universally uh, nerfed ranged destroyer weapons because it is not fun to have your centerpiece model that you painted for days to just get taken off the table in the first turn. Like, that really sucks. Um, So they've gotten rid of that, and the game is much more balanced for it, right? But, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, and I tend to agree, but I think... You make them a monstrous creature, you still don't see people taking Wraith Lords or Carnifexes. The argument still stands uh, that making them a monstrous creature alone doesn't solve their inadequacies. That's fair. Um, I think what you have to do is make them faster. Knights are good because they're fast. They can cross the board quickly. They don't have to get shot at for eight turns. Yeah, that's fair. If they had some sort of rule like, oh, they have a bigger stride than a Dreadnought, they move nine inches instead of six. It well, even help. a regular Dreadnought moving nine inches instead of six would make it viable. Yeah, I think that's entirely fair. You'd see a lot fair. more, yeah, for sure, right? So. Uh, a lot of the Mechanicum stuff now, they've started playing with those different range movement stuff. Like, uh, a lot of the Mechanicum things will move nine um, or have an extra D3 to their move, that kind of thing. And it makes, like, Dune Striders, or not Dune Striders, what are they called? The, the crazy weird... Oh, the Dragoons or whatever? No, the, the hat guys. The, you know what I'm talking <laughs> about? They have the, no. the, the tin... They have the dome heads and the reverse... Oh, the beams. Rust Stalker things? Rust Stalkers, that's yeah. what they are. Yeah. Uh, um, the dome heads. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of Snake Dance. <laughs> dome head. But it's honestly one of the complaints I've had for 40k for a long time is that this whole movement in increments of six inches is surprisingly restrictive. Yeah, I agree. Especially when you reach a point where... You've got some vehicles that are potentially moving 36, 48 in a turn. Well, uh, yeah, uh, Eldar jet bikes can move 12 and then turbo boost 36. They're pretty fast at 48 max move. Yeah, I know. Like that, that's, but they can't shoot. There's a lot of downsides. The key, though, is being able to move and charge. And uh, there's a lot of units that are able to move 12, charge 12. Thunderwolf Cav, um, a lot of the, like corn dogs, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Imperial Knights. Wraith Knights, they all can move 12, charge. Uh, so would it be so bad to have a Dreadnought move 9 and charge 9? I think that's what should happen. I think also if the Wraith Lord, for his discounted price uh, cost, could charge move 9, would be infinitely better. And Carnifexes too might yeah. get back in the Because exactly. you're seeing smaller armies, typically, they're more elite forces now with yeah. the way that CADs and your army selection works. Unless you happen to be playing an army that just brings, like, 300 models. There's not a lot the, of middle ground anymore. The green tide, right? So, yeah. I mean, so playing on a 4x6, you're typically, there's portions of your army that don't really engage as well as they used to, necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. So having the extra movement for a lot of stuff, I think, would be beneficial for the game. 
Yeah, I agree, and yeah. it would be faster as well. The other thing that I've heard that's interesting with uh, Dreadnoughts, Monster Creatures, that kind of thing, that would be good is to allow them to join units. So you could have your Carnifex join a unit of Gaunts and have like your meat shields in front of your monster's creatures. Um, kind of like the Croxagore joining a unit of Skinks. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Same sort of idea. It makes them a little more survivable. Um, I mean, it gets a little weird when you have, like, oh, there's 30 Gaunts in front of this Carnifex. Eat through 30 wounds of fearless garbage, and then a Carnifex hits you. <laughs> or a whole bunch you know? of Gretchen and then a Dreadnought, potentially. Yeah, like so, I but mean, there is downsides to it, but it's something to think about. At the same time, really cool. one of the problems, again, like I was saying with 40K, is that mid-range stuff that, back when we started playing, Carnifexes were scary. Yeah, Wraith Lords were scary. Wraith Lords were terrifying. Yeah, tough eight. Dreadnoughts were like, oh shit, I'm gonna deal with these couple dreadnoughts. Pretty much yeah. the only thing that sucked that hard was the Avatar. Yeah, he was real yeah. bad. Yeah. Monster <laughs> creatures were real bad. Like, oh no, a heavy bolter, my avatar is dead. <laughs> <laughs> was it like yeah. tough tough, tough five? Was it only tough five? Tough five, yeah, it was with a tough five, five up invul. With a five up invul, no armor. And three or four wounds. Three wounds. So a Vindicator <laughs> showed up. It was still like two hundred and fifty points or something stupid. Uh, it, was it was only no, it was only ninety. Okay. Uh, a, vindicator, a vindicator showed up and put a pie plate on him and it was just dead and you're like oh that's the god of war that's <laughs> <laughs> sad <laughs> or again a squad with like two heavy bolters yeah. and like oh he's, he's dead <laughs> that sucks <laughs> glad I brought him no um, I think I think the issue fundamentally with Leviathan Dreadnought is 30k good because again 30k is in sort of a vacuum of uh it's space Balance. marines fighting space marines. Yeah, you, you don't get anything crazy over the other guy except for your insane Lord's War, and there's only usually only one. Yeah. And because the majority of armor piercing in the Heresies with Melta, take Armored Ceramite, and You're all good. of a sudden, yeah, you don't get that extra D6 against you. Strength 8, Armor 13, yeah. that's pretty survivable. Within the context of the Heresy, I think they can have the tools to be pretty scary. Oh, the other thing that I forgot to mention entirely that I was thinking about today at work when I was looking at this, because, of course, I'm, I'm a very dedicated worker, um, <laughs> is it blows up with an extra D3 strength. And D3 inches of range. So extra, yeah. what is really hilarious is rhinos can go, can potentially go bang from this thing. Because uh, it's, what, strength 3 or 4 on the explosion? Strength 4, so it can go up to strength 7. <laughs> You've got a couple rhinos with no, uh, with a hull point or two down. <laughs> and then you have this thing explode, it can take out your own army. Uh, like a lot of your mobility as well. So... Is this 30k or 40k or both? Both of them. Both. Both nice. of them. The and Contemptors have a slightly less uber version as well, but it's the adamantic reactor rule that ties into their involve save. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I don't like that. Anything that... The bigger the Dreadnought, the harder they fall. Exactly. Like, it's cool, but it's not full-on... Like super heavy strength D explosion catastrophe, but it's pr- getting there. Yeah, it can't one shot <laughs> a vehicle, but at the same time, strength seven large blast, well, larger than a large blast because it could be potentially nine inch range, uh, is stupid. That can really hurt. hurt <laughs> it would be fun if it was faster though, because you could just run into your enemy's lines. Yeah, which is exactly <laughs> yeah. which is exactly why knights are are still useful and good. You can run them into the enemy's lines. They have to deal with them, and while they're dealing with them, they can cause problems. This thing is just kind of like, oh, you could have bought a Spartan. Why didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> because yep. it looked so cool. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, if I wasn't already being cynical and jaded enough, apparently, Games Workshop... Do we want to do pucks first before we move Yeah. On? Oh, yeah. That's one positive thing. Can we do design and rules? Cause yeah. Yeah, I, I would have, say model I'm for very, one and rules for the other. Okay, let's start with let's start with rules. We'll end on a positive note because I have a feeling we're going to be 
better on the on the. Okay, I'll <laughs> well, start this off then. I give it a hard three for rules. For rules, Dan. Yeah, I give it a four because I'm only really looking at it in the heresy context. And it seems pretty strong. You've already bought one. You've got that? dissonance. Yeah, that too. Four. <laughs> <laughs> I, I touched Dan's model, so I will also give it a four. For the rules? Wow. Uh, I'm going to go with a three for the rules. I give it a two. Ooh. Ooh I think wow. it sucks. Got a good spread uh, there. But I will be the first to say for design, I give it a five. I fucking love the design. God damn, it's beautiful. I'm going to give it a six. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'm, I like to stay within the rules, so I'm going to give it a five. I do want kind of want to paint it like Iron Man, though, even though it won't match <laughs> any of my armies. Yeah. yeah. Which just means I have to buy more, so mm-hmm. it I could will, happen. I will also give it a five. Mike? You could, oh, I'm going to drop the ball. I'm going to give it a four. I really like it, but it's not my favorite model. Fair. Okay. Four still pretty solid. Yeah. Dan, you realize that it, it could be like your, your world eaters after they turn. Yeah, it could be red in brass instead of red and gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just do heavily chipped gold. Oh, it's not going to get painted. Stop. He's just going to modify it <laughs> six or seven times and stare at it. Okay, okay. You're not on. wrong. Okay. On. Let's end this off with a wonderful, happy t- conversation about one of Ward's armies. The Tomb Kings. I'm not the only one that had Actually, tombs. three of us here have Tomb Kings. Yeah, that's true. Do you, yeah. Mike, do you have? No, I, you? that's one of the armies I don't have. Okay, I always have to check. Mike, is this one that you don't have? <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to ask the armies that Mike doesn't have. Yeah, with fantasy, though, you don't... It, no, because you've only got, really got four armies for fantasy. <laughs> so it's a little more of a hit and miss with fantasy. <laughs> What's the other three? Uh, I've got Skaven, I've got uh, Chaos, I've got Dark Elves, and i got Wood Elves. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> While you were sleeping, he finished four armies. <laughs> uh, okay, so Tomb Kings, everybody's heard the rumors. Sounds like they are no longer a thing that they're ever going to mention again. It's the long and the short. Now, I don't like talking about rumors too much on this podcast. Is this confirmed? Uh, on, it, on their website, it's the it's last cr- click for the Tomb Kings. But have they been repackaged for the round bases already, or is this them closing everything off to potentially <sighs> repackage them for Age of Sigmar? They haven't mentioned anything. They're not in the realm of death at all. Oh, they're not in the Grand Alliance they, at all? Not in the Grand Alliance. That's not a good sign. They have completely <laughs> glossed over and mentioned nothing about them whatsoever. I think it's a slap in the face again. I think it's a mistake, but hey. Oh, I, I actually, you can't fault a company for getting rid of a product line that doesn't sell, and Tomb Kings But did three not of sell. us have them, so naturally we can extrapolate that there's about four billion Tomb King artists. Three out of five. Three out of five gamers no, are wrong. We That's like how that them. works, right, Matt? <laughs> okay, so have you played your Tomb Kings since six? I literally actually. have never played them. Okay. He just I've, bought them. I've played we them. And we just, I bought. We just told people. I, to sorry, play them. I won a Camry Army box when they first got reintroduced back in the sixth edition. So I've owned Camry for the longest time. <laughs> I have so that same iterations. army box. I have that same army box. <laughs> so one. So on the page of the website, it says "Last chance to buy Tomb King miniatures." When they're gone, they're gone. And there's a little skull hourglass beside the picture. Yeah, they are done. They're done. So the thing that upsets <laughs> me is. I have a Tomb Kings army, and I have stuff still in boxes that I haven't finished for my Tomb Kings. Yeah, me too. I I actually have my Tomb Kings mostly done. Not me too. Uh, I've played them in tournaments. <laughs> I know that they did not sell because they were not particularly fun to play. They didn't do that well. They were hard to paint in a lot of ways because they had either really shitty skeletons with no detail or insanely detailed uh, like sphinx 
models. Yeah, they that... never got around to redoing the basic plastic Camry skeletons. Yeah. They were the Tomb Kings were a night. They were like the, the Fifth Ed models. The Tomb Guard were a nightmare to paint because they were so detailed and you could not do sub assembly. So they had the the rags wrapped around the bones. They did not yeah. lend themselves well to a beginner army to paint. Um, and the way to play them sucked. You had they were like, a grinder. They were a grinder. They I, I can I can see why they didn't sell. And I'm not surprised they're getting rid of a product line that does not bring them any revenue. Funny thing about them selling, though, is like if you go to the website right now and take a look, there's only two boxes that you can still currently buy. Everything else is sold out. Oh, yeah, that makes sense because people still like the models. People mm-hmm. still wanted to. The people games. that liked them seemed to be really passionate about them. Yeah. But there weren't many of us. No. And I'm guessing that they haven't produced runs of those plastic boxes. For a while. For so, a while. yeah, the, the stock... No, I can understand up. killing, but... The, they're not even giving you the option other than going back to a different back to edition to use them anymore. They're not letting you play them. Yeah, you can count as some of them as uh, the Vampire Counts equivalents, but that's that's lame. Yeah, they will be they will be used by me only if somebody wants to bring if somebody comes to my place and wants to play Kings of War. That is the only army that I'll be busting out to ever play Kings of War because it's the only place I can play them. So I know this is a little. Are bit the PDFs of... still out for the Camry army on the website? Or did uh, they I think take those I down? think they still are. I I downloaded them, so I still have them, so I can play them in Age of uh, Sigmar. But I, I just have like two War Scrolls to choose from. Yeah, I just don't care. <laughs> uh, the War Scrolls Compendium. Yeah, you can download both of them still on the yeah. website. Yeah, there'll be other rules. If you're there. interested in Two Kings, I would definitely download the fuck out of those immediately. Yeah, I just I just don't really care. I like them always for the models. I like I said, I played them in tournaments. My Skaven are way more fun to play. Uh, yeah, and I think fantasy. what this is really telling me um, right now is that Games Workshop is is all in on this Age of Sigmar and dropping fantasy. Well, I don't think they're going back. I don't. I don't actually. Like I said, I know that Mike, you you uh, feel like it's a bit of a slap in the face to. Oh, no, no, I, I don't have it, so I got nothing invested. But I figure. For other people, it is a bit of a slap in the face. Yeah, there's no, you know there's nothing new coming for your army. Yeah, and it's, it's done. And, and, and I don't really have a problem with that. Like I said, I think Age of Sigmar is a, is a good way to revive the way to play GW games. I actually think it's a solid move. I think it's a necessary move, yeah. for sure, because the old one wasn't working. And I only wanted my Tomb Kings to, to paint them, so I don't have any problem with it. Now, one of the issues I've had with, with Games Workshop, and this is been a bigger issue in fantasy than it ever was in 40k is that they get a product line that's apparently not selling and then they don't do anything with it for five years so then it really doesn't sell it's like what happened with dark eldar would be the the only analog i can think of for 40k yeah but 40k has such a more compelling background that as soon as they rebooted dark eldar into better miniatures they sold like hotcakes yeah Uh, but you look at an army like wood elves that took 10 years to get a new rule book but they don't have a compelling background Fuck that. Fantasy do. has an amazing backstory. <laughs> no, not anymore. No, obviously not anymore. <laughs> no, they, they, they did. Honestly, they did. No, because but you what, look what, at their 40k sales to fantasy, they never had a compelling background like 40k. <laughs> they had a Tolkien-esque high fantasy. And that's what I loved about stuff like the Dogs of War, the Ogres, and the Camry was they broke from that. They were some of the truly original... Skaven. Like, GW-only imagery. They didn't... I mean, I guess you could have goofy Italians in any setting, but they had Talea. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Skaven, Skaven broke from it, too. But yeah. your, your High Elves, your Wood Elves, I, I'm waiting for them to get rid of Wood Elves. I think Wood Elves are gone next. Beastmen. The way they've kind of merged together all the Elves, I don't mm-hmm. know if they are going to fully eliminate one or the other. But Mike, yeah. you are going to say something? Yeah, I was trying to. Uh, 
before we yell. What I was trying to say is I think Tom's reasoning behind this is he's upset because they're not trying to fix it. They're just getting rid of it. They're sweeping it under the rug, whereas they didn't do that with the Dark Eldar. Eventually said, okay, let's give this a real try. And they rebooted the models. They rebooted everything about it. Yes. They're not trying to do this with the with the Tomb Kings. They're gone. Bye-bye. See you no. later. And, and honestly... But again, this, I am going to... Okay, go. <laughs> yeah. I want to just talk about Dark Elder for a second. Yeah, but we're already enough off topic. Uh, I think what this is really saying for me is that if you want to play fantasy, you've got to be playing Kings of War. Because they've still got rules for Tomb Kings. They're going to be releasing models for Tomb Kings as things turn around. This is a company that's going to be supporting all of the armies that Games Workshop used to have. Does Kings of War have rules for, like, undead Egyptians? Yes. Yep. They have rules for They are pretty shameless. They are pretty shameless. No, and I was talking with their rep when I was down at the LVO. Yep. They've got rules for everything that Games Workshop released up to this point. Mm -hmm. And, unfortunately, the current backstory, or the current setting of the Mantic Universe hasn't caught up with where those rules are. So you're about another book or two worth of releases away from adding new units to those armies, but they will be doing it. So they're actually going to continually be supporting armies that Games Workshop dropped. At what point do they blow up the Mantic universe? When they stop selling. A couple years. How long was... (laughs) Fantasy's around for, what, 30 years? Yeah. About that, yeah. Uh, Mantic's been around for five? Also... 25 years. you got 25 years of Kings of War before... Before they blow it up? Okay. Mantic isn't publicly owned. They don't have the obligation (laughs) of shareholders. As long as they're making a dollar profit, they're good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But the the thing about... I'm going to come back to the Dark Eldar. I do want to say... The Dark Elves... We never should have made that parallel. You shouldn't have. <laughs> no, but this, I think this is important. The Dark Elves, their their background was they had a civil war. The okay, now Dark Steve... Eldar have a background where their entire race fell from gluttony and excess, and they are the leftover howling survivors. Left out in like, I think there's a bit so of an issue that you're biased towards 40k. No, but they are so more you compelling. Like, you like the universe more because you're you're a self-professed to sci-fi t- guy. And totally Dark Eldar yeah. are more into fucking than skeletons are, even though they're <laughs> literally all boner all the time. <laughs> God damn well, it, Daniel! But that's Truth. what I'm trying to say: is the Age of Sigmar Empire or background is much more compelling for you? For you, I think for most people because it's selling better. It's more compelling for GW. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But so. uh, I guess this what this is really saying is that fantasy's dead, and if you really like a model that's out for any range, buy it now. Yeah, if it's not specifically labeled Age of Sigmar, it might not be around. Yeah. Very, very true. So, I mean, like, do we think any other armies are on the chopping block? You said what else? There were rumors about Beastmen for quite a while. Yeah, I I Bretonia haven't had any updates in 10 years? Yeah, easily 10 years. When, so. when were the Pegasus Knights released? Those were the last oh, God. One. I was, was working... Yeah. No, that was... Was that before we were working at the store or during? Late nine... No, Because they late. came out before Wood Elves. And yeah. Wood Elves came out in 06. Mid-2000s. Like, I want to say 2000. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely been a decade since they've had yeah. any legitimate attention from the studio. Yeah, I wouldn't... I wouldn't put money on them keeping Bretonians around. Beastmen. I, I think Wood Elves could go. Um, I mean... Well, the, the only thing about Wood Elves is that in the Age of Sigmar fluff... Well, not Age of Sigmar, but in, like, the end times, all the elves relocated to Athalorn. Yeah, I know. I get it. Well, if they're going to keep the wood elves around, 
then they might get rid of the high elves. No, they're all there. They're all just the elves now. They're yeah, all kind of one that, faction. There isn't really a wood elves or high elves or dark elves. But they're just elves with slightly different Steve, colors. Steve, being racist. If, they, <laughs> if they're going to get rid of a brand new kit like the Necrosphinx or the Warsphinx. Those I, kits are what, like four or five years old four though? Four or five years old. At that's least, it. man. If they're going to get rid of that, like that's a big piece of tooling. I don't think they, they could, I don't think they'd have a problem getting rid of like the new treatment. Honestly, they don't have a problem getting rid of anything. I think that's yeah. the punchline here, yeah. is that yeah. nothing is sacred unless it actually has Age of Sigmar on it. Yeah. And even then, who knows? The game fl- uh, flops in five years. I think you could see them become just 40k. Blow it up again! Well, I don't even think it'll do that. They might just No, because then, then they just expose <laughs> the fact that they're in the warp in the 40k universe and give them rules to make them playable with 40k models, and then they're going to blow up 40k and make it like Age of Sigmar. Which I could jump. be happening. You never know. I doubt they're going to blow up 40k specifically because if they wanted to actually go to something didn't they that made just more blow money, up Fenris? They'd go to 30k. But didn't they just blow up Fenris? Uh yes, but I, what I'm saying is they want to precursor because there's like a week left in the 41st millennium. Shit is starting to go down. They could be end times in 40k. They could be end times could in 40k. Be a thing. People have been talking about this for a while, but I think if they're going to end times anything, what they're going to do is just go back to the heresy because that's making a shitload of money. Yeah, if 40k just completely descends into anarchy and just play 30k, I, I could see them doubling down on 30k for plastics. Well, and the reality is in 30k, there's actually more races they can bring in because they well, haven't murdered them all yet. Still can do Eldar. <laughs> Eldar and orcs are still around. Tyranids in their own. They'd have to retreat. Tyranids won't show up for 10,000 years. Tau won't show up. But they had bugs of their own variety. Megarachnids. Yeah, they had megarachnids. Megarachnids, but you totally has nothing to do with Starship Troopers. Don't even think about it. And they, they can't really bring in the Necrons because they are completely asleep. They're still sleeping. Yeah, yeah but they're already okay killing <laughs> off the slightly Egyptian undead models from fantasy. Except Necrons sell, like, fucking hotcakes again. Because unlike the Kemri, they're easy as shit to paint. And they're good in-game. And they're yeah. actually fun to play. They have multiple play styles. <laughs> so what this really comes down to, then, is it seems like a, a failure on the part of the development team. Yeah, that whole idea where GW is a models company and not a rules company, I think is is bullshit. Because the rules really decide how you buy the models, why you buy the models for the most part. How many models you buy. Yeah, because if I did, if you were just read the fluff and you're like, oh, units of like thousands of Camry skeletons, that sounds awesome. No, you're not going to make that logical jump. You're going to buy yep. a box. Whereas if you see the rules and you go, oh, they're half as many points as Vampire Counts ones, back when points were still a thing. You might <laughs> oh, have bought, how quaint. You might have bought more than one box. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the thing is you even the collector that's only in it for the modeling kind of thing, which most of my Tomb Kings are f- effectively. I still bought models that I could play with that weren't complete shit. Yeah, because it's very rare to buy a model knowing you're never going to put it on the board, especially if you're buying anything Warhammer because it ain't cheap. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I honestly do think that their idea of selling uh, models and rules second is stupid. Yeah, because I mean, if that if that was the case, they would still have Tomb King models, but stop the War Scrolls. Yeah, and they just drop the the models that sell absolutely like shit. So they probably drop just the regular skeletons and keep the War Sphinx around. Yeah, get rid of the kit that's twenty years old. Yeah, who cares about that one? <laughs> that's not a good. Sorry, model for that's players. hyperbole. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, well, it's twenty years old. Yeah, easy. It's been yeah mid nineties. Yeah, because it's the original. It's the original. Because no, they just no. had the upgrade sprue of the Camry yeah. add-ons. But they the were original, original ninety-eight. Frame. It would have been about ninety-eight. Late nineties. They're, they're original skeletons. They're fifth ed. They're uh, late nineties, uh, with 
with an upgrade screw. So we're looking at about 18 years old, so it's actually not that crazy of a hyperbole. They yeah. could drink no. now. I graduated. Yeah, my skeletons can drink. <laughs> Your skeletons oh. can drink. No, like, don't think of them as the Camry skeletons. Think of them as the vampire, the vampire skeletons. Oh, skeletons. yeah, okay. Because yeah, it's the same ones. sprue, yeah. and when they released Camry in, like, what, 2000? And you know what the best part is? The they gave them another sprue. Those sprues that I have are actually bone colored. They're not gray plastic. Because I got the ones <laughs> that were the original injection. Like, remember the jean stealers that were blue? Yeah. 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 I had those. Yeah. yeah. That goes back a ways. I know, eh? Crazy. Which made me laugh when Space Hall came out and the Gene Seals were blue again. I was just like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are we are we gonna do are we gonna talk about this briefly and then before we end the episode? On the topic of Gene Steelers? Or are we saving this for later? Later. <gasps> Kill team. Well, can we, we can we What's save it for called? later though? Because you just brought that up now What's and now I want to talk about it. Operation Overkill. I it doesn't sound dramatic at all. I think that'd be a good topic for next episode. Should we talk about it next episode? Because then it won't be a rumor. It'll actually be we can get the white dwarf and you can actually buy it. Are any of you guys planning on buying it? I'm go- buying probably two. <laughs> I'm going to just play with Steve's. I might buy one because Space Marine. The Space Marines look so good in it. They if, do. If there was a limo, I would totally buy one. Uh, but you, you just know, buy, a, buy one in Mad Max. I have that magazine with the limo in it. How do they make that limo? Yeah, I think it's actually how you show you how to make it. it? <gasps> Soap. They what? carved it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> they did not. That's bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> Some of the ones are you, you don't. You don't know. Either. Vehicles you start painting it and it just melts. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it was the instructions on how to make the limo. Because vehicles awesome. in those days yeah. could also be made out of deodorants. Wait, wait, wait. We need to get that magazine that you have, Mike. Yeah. And make a hobby night in Canada limo. Okay, <gasps> we'll talk or about this next episode. Next right. episode. Next episode. <laughs> or we can make a zamboni. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm gonna put that down for the next. We should episode. just talk about this next episode because I'm definitely picking up. I just, more. I kind of just wanted to like steer us towards not being completely bitter the whole time. So we're leaving that in a high note. We'll talk yes. about that later. Mm-hmm. And Ward, upcoming events. Uh, so there are several events coming up. Thanks, this shit Mike. Was bad. Thanks, Mike. Mike's breaking shit. Everything. <laughs> I just got divorced for a second. That works. Just for a second. <laughs> just for a second. You See, lose look, your superpowers too. Married. Not married. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, honey. Um, all right, so sleazy ward. <laughs> starting uh, in March because February is going to be over by the time this gets published. Uh, March fifth, we have a Kings of War event for the cadets. You'll see me there mm-hmm. at the Aviation Museum here in Edmonton. It's twelve hundred points. Uh, limited spots. I think twenty four players that they're. Uh, they've got room for? I think so. I think so. you only had six slots left over a couple of days ago. Yeah, there was quite the list on There's the There's also uh, the a Facebook doubles page. event going on for 40k, I think, at that same time. Listen. Listen, guy. You're cutting I have no information about that. Do you, know, do you know anything about that one? Uh, yes, there's a doubles event going on at the same time at the same venue, as far as I understand. I hunk, that's a great thing. Uh, <laughs> my partner dropped out because he couldn't make it. He's decided to go skiing now. And I, I hunk, it. that is bad. How you doing, Ward? I do, I do have some information about it. It's uh, <laughs> a thousand points each player, uh, only one source, and I think you get three games through the day. There you I go. I don't know who to register with, though. So uh, check Red Claw probably would be a good yes. portion of that because Leanne's putting that yes. on for the cadets. Can you take a Lord of War on your thousand points? Yes. <laughs> there you go. Uh, March 5th, again, is a busy day. There is a steamroller at Thunderground uh, in St. Albert. 50 points, two lists. Uh, your normal steamroller format, you're good to go. I believe this one is, in fact, not ADR. Uh, as far as I know, it is not ADR as well. 
Uh, March 5th, yet again. What the shit? Everything is going on. If you play games, March 5th is the day for you. Uh, there is the uh, next day of the Drop Zone Escalation League at Woo-hoo! All-Star. Uh, 999 points is the uh, limit that they're going to be. Is there a reason it's 999, not a thousand? Because a thousand yes. points you start adding. A thousand puts you, you puts you into the next battle level. Yes. Instead of skirmish, it goes into clash. Oh, okay, so you need another battle group at that point. No, then it changes the structure of what you can take. Yes. So you have to Ooh. take the commanders and that sort of thing. So this one is uh, more limitations for that, so that way it's easier to get into, so, so to speak. So. Yep. So that's all I got from March 5th. Uh, March 12th. Uh-huh. Sure. Well, that's only for the 5th. Uh, March 12th, there's the uh, Star Wars Armada Store Championship at All-Star. Again, 400 points for that system. Uh, the end of March uh, hosts another steamroller, but this one is down in Calgary. So the Cogs are putting it on at the Sentry Box. 50 points, two lists, steamroller format. Uh, March 26th is going to be Drop Zone Escalation League Week 5. Woohoo! Uh, again at All-Star, 1,250 points. And uh, let's do April. Uh, I got two events for April. April 1st to 3rd, we've got GrotzCon going on in Red Deer. Uh, multiple system event, uh, mainly War Machine, uh, several different War Machine events. Uh, Ian is putting on a 40K event. Yep. Uh, 850 points, ITC format. Games. 1850. 18, I said 1850. No, you said 1850. 1850. <sighs> 1850. And the national championship you for Guild Ball. Right, but you weren't. There is that as well. Um... And then at the end of March, March 26th, it's the last uh, day for the Drop Zone Escalation League at All-Star. Or is that um, April? You said March. Sorry, at the <laughs> middle of April. Don't worry, we've only got like 30 events. Oh my god, yeah. That, two I've mistakes. Got, I've got a big list. For. April 16th <laughs> is the last Drop Zone Escalation League event at All-Star at 1,500 points, so tournament size games. Come down so you can beat up Ord. Yeah, I'm good at losing, so. All of, all <laughs> that sounded really sad. Like, <laughs> I feel like I need to get like buy you a McFlurry or something. I don't know. You don't have ice cream at the McDonald's by your house right now. What? I was Shit. upset. Riot. I feel like breaking beer bottles right now. <laughs> <laughs> Over there is a motley crew of five people rioting. <laughs> it's got to start somewhere. Yeah. We could probably get the homeless guys outside to help us out. Rile them up. There's not many homeless people around here. No, there's not. There's usually one at that McDonald's. Yeah, that's actually true. <laughs> one or two. That's why we don't go to that McDonald's. <laughs> I don't go there because there's uh, fucking ice cream. So that's that's all I've got for uh, March and April. Again, if you have any events, let us know. Uh, send us an email, Facebook message, so we can put it on our events list. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, until next time, this has been another episode of Hobbit in Canada. I'm Tom. I'm Dan. I'm Ward. I'm Mike. And I'm Steve. And we'll see you guys next time. Peach fucking models.